I am a great believer in that there's always opportunity in a crisis. And I also think that sport as a whole plays their, a role, a really significant role in uh, inspiring and motivating people across the country. And this, this situation will uh, finish or, or have a completion date or pass. And our role in people's lives will probably be um, much more significant than it ever has been. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and this week we're talking about the impact of the coronavirus on our sport of swimming. And I'm delighted that Lee Russell, CEO of Swimming Australia, accepted our invitation to join the podcast today and to answer my questions. Now, please bear in mind, obviously, things are developing very fast. It's a fluid situation. And this interview took place today at five o'clock. That's Wednesday, the 18th of March. So please, when you're listening to it, bear in mind that things may have moved on a bit. And please do keep in contact with whatever the latest situation is for you in your particular situation. Anyway, I started off by asking Lee what the current situation is with swimming around the country. We were very disappointed to have to uh, look at cancelling both the age champs and national champs in Perth coming up in three weeks' time. Um, uh, uh, late last week we did that and then, of course, subsequently to that, there was a whole range of cancellations and things over the weekend and in, in, in Monday and the, the Tuesday of this week uh, from our sport and from, from every other sport around the country. So it is difficult to say which things have been cancelled and, and which haven't. And part of the challenge is that uh, states and territories are also working to sometimes different guidelines um, for, for reasons that are, that are pretty important, including how uh, different states and territories are responding to the virus and the impacts in that particular area uh, and, and the concerns of the time. So we saw today that... Um, Senator Richard Colbeck, a Minister for Sport and, and Aged Care, so he's he's quite busy at the moment, that, that man, but uh, he brought out a, a series of guidelines for community sport which included um, making specific mention to not be shutting swimming pools at this stage, but we also realise and, and recognise that clubs and swimming pool facilities and so on are making choices um, around this time that that are right for them and I think that is a very important thing to say is that uh, right now if everybody is putting people and, and health and well-being at the centre of their decisions then really we're all just working through that together um, with the mind's eye that we want to obviously protect our people as much as possible from from the um, the virus transmitting or exposure to the virus so um, I guess the simple summary Ben in all of that is that some things have been cancelled and others haven't and it's worth checking with your respective state association website or on the Swimming Australia website for the latest information as we go along. Thank you. You've obviously got a lot on your plate and a lot of information's appearing quite rapidly I'm sure. So in terms of the cancellation of um, age uh, and uh, open um, there's going to be a lot of disappointed 
people out there, um, some of whom perhaps have qualified for nationals for the first time ever. Mm. Uh, whilst I'm sure they'll they'll understand it, um, what, what 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 message would you have for them? And um, what particularly looking forward, what what could they now be focusing on now that now this sort of pinnacle competition is no longer available to them? Yeah, it's a, it's a really important question and and a consideration actually because I think. It is very hard uh, to to continue on when you haven't got the spot on the horizon that you might have been working towards. And uh, as a mum, I've seen it firsthand the last few days with my son, who's not a swimmer but in another sport and uh, has just made his first uh, representative teams and so on and off to nationals. And, of course, he's, he's also in that situation where nationals have been cancelled. Um, so I'm feeling it from a personal perspective but also obviously from a, from a whole-of-sport perspective in, in my role. Um, what, what I would say is that even though it is disappointing and, and difficult to keep on keeping on once you don't have something on the horizon such as the age champs, I, I actually think it's fundamental that people consider keeping their routines and keeping their their connections to people in their squads uh, or their communities alive and to keep swimming as much as you, you know people can around the guidelines of the day and and certainly their their own uh, feelings about their own health and safety but right now while we have the opportunity to continue some of our routines um, at, at this time I really just urge people to to keep swimming um, probably for two reasons one is that it's it's we need sport and exercise at this time probably more than at other times to keep ourselves healthy, to keep ourselves mentally uh, fit, um, but also to keep connected to the things that are important to us. And, I, and I'm imagining lots of young swimmers with their love and passion for swimming. It's an incredible part of their life. And, and right now, you know, that can, can continue. Um, but secondly, we also want to keep uh, supporting our coaches and our swimming facilities who are often operating like small businesses. And of course, right now we're incredibly worried um, just as Australian citizens about what the impact might be to, to on people um, personally and in their small businesses. And I think while we can, it does demonstrate that we can, you know, support our coaches at this time and and our, our uh, beloved pools to keep open and um, keep employing people as, as long as we possibly can. Yeah, I'm certainly aware that in many cases the decisions being taken out of our hands, there's yes. the facilities being closed, there's coaches that are now out of work, there are independent coaches who uh, seem to have lost all of their swimmers as a result of people being scared. Just to be clear then, you are uh, encouraging people to keep swimming as much as possible, are you? I am, um, particularly with the guidelines that have come out today um, on community sport. Um, I think once, you know, as you say, if the decision is taken out of your hands, uh, if the government implements other guidelines that we need to be mindful of, then, of course, that situation changes. But but right now, as of today, um, I think it is vital for people to try and keep their, their sporting routines as much as they possibly can um, for all of the reasons I said and, and, and to continue to support uh, other people in the community too, I, with a caveat that I, I understand that this might change, um, you know, down the track in the days and, and weeks to come. So is it actually safe to, to swim in chlorinated water? 
Well, from the from the information that that we have, um, I have no information to the contrary. Now, I will caveat that though with with saying that I'm not the expert in chlorinated water or, or swimming pools and so on. But certainly, the information and the research that uh, that we have at our disposal does not point to any heightened risk. Uh, and and certainly, the government obviously have included swimming pools in their their guidelines today for that particular reason that they don't see that there is there is a, a heightened risk to anyone in the community to continue their participation at a swimming pool. Um, and again, until we until we know any different, we we uh, we ba- want people to to continue the activity that uh, they enjoy. Now, there's many experts appearing in the media talking about what you should and shouldn't do, um, which is bewildering to to, <laughs> to many of us, and I'm sure yourself included. Absolutely. Um, which experts are Swimming Australia using as the basis for your decision-making? I think that's also a really important point, Ben, because we are being absolutely, as just citizens, hammered um, with information and misinformation. And I think uh, one of the great things about being in this this age is, of course, we, we get information rapidly, but one of the I guess watch outs is that we also get a hell of a lot of uh, opportunity for misinformation. And I certainly saw that this morning myself, where a number of our staff and coaches were getting hoax text messages about that the, the you know, this country was about to, to lock down. Um, and I think the Prime Minister himself addressed that this morning to say that there were, there were hoax um, texts making the rounds. So I think it is important for people to try and get the information from the experts. And, and we have uh, steadfastly remained uh, true to that and certainly tried to then block out some of the noise um, or, the, or the, I guess, the, the opinion more based on fear, but really try and get it from fact. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned, we created um, a repository on our website outlining the latest advice and we've put a few links there that hopefully will assist people in getting the right information. Um, but certainly two, two points of information, I guess, that, or three actually that we're working with. Firstly, the AIS has, a, has an excellent website, web page up and running um, that also links to other excellent web pages such as the WHO uh, and, and John Hopkins medical advice from around the world if people want to get a, I guess, more a global picture of what's happening. But coming back to the AIS information, they, they have um, uh, specific information for, for sporting and high-performance environments and also the mental health of, of athletes. And, and um, I think they've done a really good job of, of putting together the most important information in one spot. Uh, we're also listening to our Chief Medical Officer, Dr Peter Fricker, who has obviously a line of sight into um, the, the the other chief medical officers around the country, and and then of course we are listening to government advice, uh, taking advice from our minister, and uh, and certainly sticking quite closely to making sure we understand day by day uh, what is coming from those point points of contact, and um, really trying to I guess put to the side. Um, some of the more um, things based on hysteria and uh, really try to get to the the evidence of, of what's going on as much as we possibly can. So just to be clear, uh, Swimming Australia has its own chief medical officer, does it? 
We do. We do because we we have our CMO um, basically more related to the Australian Dolphins swim team. Obviously, um, Dr. Fricker looks after um, our athletes and, and coaches and so on and coordinates our, our medical um, around the team. We, we then use him in a broader perspective for in times like this where we can, we can reach into his advice and expertise. And uh, he certainly has been very generous with his time over the last few days to make sure we've got the latest advice and research well it's good to hear that you've got some in-house advice for these uh for these matters so more broadly um in other parts of swimming um is swimming australia involved in decisions about school swimming programs and competitions no, no, we're not. Um, we we very much uh, uh, we've got two arms, I guess. One is our our swim team, as I mentioned, and the other one is our participation through membership as it relates to to competitions uh, through our state sporting organisations. So we we don't have um, a lot to do with with school sport or the decisions uh, around school swimming. Would you have any recommendations for them? Uh, my recommendation would be to follow the guidelines that have come out today uh, and to also uh, make decisions based on what's in the best interests of, of obviously those people participating in those competitions, which I'm sure that's exactly what they're doing. Um, certainly schools have been very active in and around this particular issue and, and very proactive in, in making a series of decisions that suit their environment. So my advice is stick to, to, to uh, the experts' advice and obviously make the decisions um, with people at the centre of them. Now, there's lots of moving parts. It must be very difficult to plan in the current environment. Do you foresee any financial belt tightening as a result of these events being cancelled? Uh, absolutely. I, I think we we already, as a sport, we're in a we're in a fairly challenging financial environment, um, as other sports find themselves in, and and certainly we probably didn't need any more pressure financially uh, in the in the current environment. However, it is. It is what it is, and I, I do foresee that there will be uh, ramifications financially down the track, um, probably dependent on, obviously, the length of time that we're in this current situation and, and, and indeed, um, the health impacts that, that may or may not happen across the country. Um, but certainly, it is a time where, uh, from the grassroots to the, to the elite, uh, the, this kind of situation is obviously having an impact on many, many people and, and livelihoods. And the cancellation of events, of course, is, um, is devastating and disappointing. And, and certainly one of the, the consequences of that is often financial um, uh, to either the national sporting body or the state sporting body. Um, however, having said that, we, we've been working through our cancellations um, over the last few days with our partners. And, and I can't tell you uh, how productive and, and certainly positive everybody has been. I think... Um, Everyone is so mindful that there are going to be impacts to, to people that we are all, you know, working really solidly together to try and find ways to minimise that impact. But I think it's just way too early to start to quantify uh, that, that particular impact. All I know is that, um, yes, already it is having um, quite, a, quite an impact on, on us and, and certainly our, our member organisations as well. And I imagine uh, clubs around the country that derive income from events and so on, that, that too will have an impact on them. 
Yes, I think this this is a, another picture that will gradually emerge over over the coming weeks and months. Yeah. Um, so, to the extent that you can plan currently, um, do you have any scenarios uh, for Olympic trials for state teams for short course and? you know, other competitions. Do you see any possibility of the the national events being rescheduled or are they definitely cancelled until next year now? Yeah, we we wanted to give people surety. Firstly, try uh, answering probably your events part um, before the Olympic part, but uh, we wanted to give people surety rather than the, the postponement uh, opportunity for two reasons. One, given that those events were in Perth, it is, uh, it is financially um, a hit to families to obviously travel to Perth and we, and we wanted to be able to, uh, as soon as we possibly could, make sure that those families could prepare. Um, we've had a look at the calendar. We, we don't think that there is time uh, as it stands now to, to include those events in the next you know, few months. However, having said that, we are looking at all possibilities. So could we do it in a different way? Could we uh, perhaps hold uh, those events in, in various formats around the country? Um, of course, we're, we're, like everybody else, waiting to see how long this scenario might play out for because I think that is, that is quite an important piece of information to know. We, we definitely don't want to start to put dates into things, uh, into events, and then, of course, disappoint people for a second time. So we, we're really mindful that we want to bring those events in any way, shape or form to the swimming community, but it is absolutely going to depend on uh, calendar availability and also uh, what we can do in short spaces of time. Um, What I do know is that our people are pretty resourceful and and the swimming community are pretty passionate. So if there's a a way, we'll make it happen. Um, Then your second point of your question was more around the Olympics and, and Paralympics. And uh, what I would say is that we're we're still working in a business as usual way towards the trials and then indeed both of those campaigns that I've just mentioned. Uh, the IOC have come out today with a communication around the Olympics and Paralympics simply to say that it is too early to make a call on those events and that they will look to do that uh, in the in the future and I'm sure that won't be too far away. Um, based on that, we, we really need to keep our athletes and coaches working towards the goal. And so we have, we have scenario planned around the possibilities of the Olympics and Paralympics not being on or postponed. What would that mean to trials? But I, I, I want to keep people going at this point um, towards their goals and I think certainly our job is to quietly do some planning in the background, but to really keep people's energy um, and motivation towards uh, the event that they've been training for, for, you know, if not four years, they're, they're most of their lives. So I think it's important that we continue to be hopeful and optimistic, but also very realistic uh, day by day as this situation um, starts to take some shape in our country, but also in other countries. Lee, we've been talking about the nuts and bolts of a very difficult situation, and it's, um, it's it feels like it's you know it's all, all negative, and we're just in sort of survival mode. But but looking ahead, have you got any um, thoughts about how we can actually thrive, not just survive this this crisis? Do you, do you see any unexpected opportunities coming out of it? Yeah, I do, um, and I, I think it is a really important point for people. So. Yes, we are focused at the moment on on 
I guess, the negative aspects of this situation. And, and certainly, you know, we're just at the start of it. So for our country, you know, it's still a very uncertain time um, as, as to what will happen. So the natural, I guess, position is to, to make sure we understand all of the negatives. But um, I'm already seeing such positive things happen from this period of time. And, and I am a great believer in that there's always opportunity in a crisis. And I also think that sport as a whole plays their, a role, a really significant role in uh, inspiring and motivating people across the country. And this this situation will uh, finish or, or have a completion date or pass. And our role in people's lives will probably be um, much more significant than it ever has been. So I think the opportunity is for sport and, and particularly a, a sport like swimming, which people can enjoy from from you know cradle to the grave is is very much about making sure that uh, we we are able to unite and and work as communities to make to 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 reestablish if we need to the the role that sport plays in people's lives and and communities and I think uh, our our job might be to to create um, things for people to look forward to and to be able to um, excel towards to. And so it's similar to what we've always done, but possibly in a much more profound way. And the other thing that I see is that, uh, you know, this is forcing us to think about how we work, uh, how we lead, uh, how, you know, sport was already in a state of change anyway as an industry. So I see that, you know, potentially this situation will, will expedite some of that change and, and bring about new ways, new products, new, new things to, for people to engage with. Um, and so I'm, I'm really hopeful that once this is all over, whenever that might be, that we can uh, draw from the learnings that we are creating right now as communities. For example, all of the Swimming Australia staff right now are working from home. You know, we were very used to working, um, you know, on airport floors and pool decks and, and anywhere really that we had to. We're a very mobile group of people generally. But we've we've had to start to think about how we connect with each other uh, in a very different way in the last week or so. And I, I can see that that's providing some benefit um, to people. So, you know, overall, I'm hoping that sport can play its role, but we can settle the question, I guess, once and for all about how important sport actually is to, to the Australian community and, and uh, get on with uh, reigniting uh, people and hope and, and inspiration. It's a shame we can't press the fast forward button and get there sooner rather than later. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's not <laughs> Absolutely. In Absolutely, indeed. So just to round off then, uh, what are you personally looking forward to apart from the end of all of this? Well, yes, of course. Um, I, I guess I'll probably answer that in two ways. Personally, um, you know, I'm a mum of three kids and um, it's, it is of concern to me to to watch them, I guess, deal with a situation that is unknown and uncertain and possibly for the first time in their lives. So I'm, I'm feeling a bit for the kids, um, for, for everybody's kids and, and how they're needing to navigate um, this uncertain situation. You know, we just don't know how it's going to evolve and so there is a lot of fear. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to knowing that my whole family is happy and healthy again and we're, we're sort of getting on with it as we were before. I, I have a mum that is, you know, get, getting on in age, shall we say, and um, probably one of those people that is in more of a high-risk category. So I'm, I'm looking forward to perhaps having more certainty 
energy over our lives. Um, but pr- professionally and, and possibly linked to, to my personal um, values of leadership, but, you know, I'm seeing um, that perhaps kindness in leadership and thinking of each other a bit more, uh, it, that starts to be really uh, a virtue or a value that we hold dear to us as communities and, and seen as a, a leadership strength, not a weakness. And I think that potentially is the opportunity and, and what this is reminding us at, of at the moment, which is people really are all that matter and all that sport has is people. So, you know, we need to, we need to get back to the things that uh, are really important, uh, which is each other. Lee Russell, CEO of Swimming Australia, thank you so much indeed for your time today. Thanks for having me, Ben. If you would like to keep up to date with swimming-related virus information, then do go to the Swimming Australia website where they've got a page devoted to this subject. And the Swimming Australia website is swimming.org.au and I'll link to that in our show notes. Well, that's all for this week. It's been quite a while since I last uh, delivered an episode to you, and I have to say it's very good to be back. I'm also delighted to say we've got some really exciting guests lined up for the next few weeks, so I'm looking forward to getting those to you. In the meantime, do please look after yourself and those around you, and do stay healthy. 